EO Fire 1312. Start. That is the most important step. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. What better gift could you give a friend or a loved one than the gift of freedom? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. Find your perfect candidate today. Your search starts and ends with ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Who's ready to rock today? Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Emily Nunez Cavness. Emily, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, definitely. (laughs) Emily is the CEO and co-founder of Sword and Plow, a socially conscious fashion brand that incorporates military surplus into their product design. The company empowers veteran employment and donates 10% of profits back to veteran organizations. And Emily is an active duty U.S. officer, first lieutenant promotable, Forbes 30 under 30 fellow, and White House champion of change. Emily, take a minute. Fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Um, well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm thrilled to be here. And um, I'm coming to you here from Denver, Colorado. And um, I grew up in a military family, which was part of the reason why I was inspired to serve. And um, a lot of factors in my life um, contributed to the idea for Sword and Plow, which I am just so thrilled and excited to lead with my sister, Betsy, who um, just got back from an awesome um, female veterans conference in um, New Orleans. And um, we just uh, are about to celebrate our three-year anniversary of Sword and Plow. So we have been on this amazing journey and are thrilled to share a little bit of our story with you. Well, it always fires me up to talk to Army veterans because that's usually who the entrepreneurs are. But in this case, I'm actually talking to an active duty U.S. Army officer. So somehow, Fire Nation, she manages to run a business, be an officer, be a rock star, all of the above. So whatever complaints, Fire Nation, or excuses that you are using to hold you back, like get over yourself. Let's go. <laughs> There's plenty of time in every day for everybody to do something if they want it bad enough. Now, Emily, let's talk about revenue for a second because obviously you're getting paid some decent flow from uh, being an active duty officer. What are the ways that you generate revenue in your entrepreneurial ventures? Sure. So right now, um, Sword and Plow is primarily direct to concert direct to consumer. Um, and we do that through our e-commerce website, swordandplow.com. Um, but we're really excited to expand this year um, through wholesale business. And one reason we're really excited about that is because um, I think so many people have heard about our story, but it'll be really exciting for um people to see our products and to really hear about the Sword and Plow story in person and to be able to feel the fabrics and to really see our quadruple bottom line business in person. And I think um, that'll be a really exciting uh, new step for, for Sword and Plow. Well, I'm excited to be 
able to share your story, your journey that you've been on with Fire Nation today, and we're going to be getting into that, but the reality is this. I am adamant about starting with a failure, but not just any failure, Emily. Would you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date? So I know you've had some tough moments as an officer in the U.S. Army. I mean, we all have been through trying times. I mean, it's not the easiest time in the world to be a soldier. But take us to the entrepreneurial side of this. What was your worst entrepreneurial moment to date? And Emily, really take us to that moment in time and tell us that story. It happened almost three years ago. And um, our team had just spent over six months building all of this momentum up for our Kickstarter launch. And we had this goal of... Um, raising $20,000 over the course of 30 days so that we could produce our first large production order. And at the time of Kickstarter, we only had three prototypes. Mm. And um, Kickstarter was the most amazing uh, and exciting <laughs> journey because we hit our goal of $20,000 in the course of just two hours. And at the end of 30 days, we had over 1,500 supporters and we had raised over $312,000. And we were just blown away by this opportunity where we could finally share Sword and Plow with so many people. And to receive all of this excitement was just incredible. And so... Three weeks later, I deployed to Afghanistan for the first time, and my sister and co-founder Betsy was um, left kind of at the helm of Sword and Plow back in the States to fulfill all of these pre-orders, and um, we had that timeline to uphold, and so leather was... um, we, we learned about a lot about leather and supply chains uh, while I was deployed in Afghanistan, and Betsy really learned a lot about that. But I remember my first day in Afghanistan, I received an email from my sister Betsy, and I thought it might say something like, hey, how are you doing? Can't, can't wait to hear more. And, and it did. And then she asked me, by the way, where did you find the leather piping for our rucksack prototype? And I said, oh, man, you know, I think I found that on eBay. And unfortunately, eBay wasn't going to be a long-term supply chain source. So we quickly realized that we were going to need to learn a lot about leather and supply chain and long-term sourcing. Um, So... Um, and we also learned a lot about communication and learning how to communicate over seven, six different time zones. And, um, so that was an extremely challenging time. But, um, when I came back from that deployment, we had fulfilled all 1500 of those orders and it was just kind of, surreal to know that this brand had grown at such a rapid rate. And um, while it was kind of a scary moment to know that at the time of Kickstarter, we only had three prototypes, it was extremely exciting to return and know that we had grown with so much support behind us too. 
Now, Fire Nation, having just successfully run the sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time on Kickstarter, we had $450,000 in revenue, over 7,000 orders. I can tell you straight up the logistical nightmare that that can turn into because you know it was for the Freedom Journal, a physical product. So the fact that Emily successfully had this Kickstarter campaign and then went to Afghanistan, and, and I never deployed to Afghanistan, but I did deploy to Iraq. So I know what it means to be deployed in a wartime environment. You have an absolute necessity to uphold, and that is to your soldiers, that is to your platoon, to your unit, to your company. That is first and foremost. And so she had to go from where you know, she had the eyes on the business to where now she's like, wow, what am I going to do? I mean, my sister's kind of left holding the bag, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and looking back and comparing, like I was sitting in front of my computer every single day. I had five virtual assistants. I had Kate, like I had a whole team that could work on this stuff, you know, 12, 16, 18 hours a day if needed. And we still struggled. So listen, things are never going to be easy. Things are never going to be perfect. You just have to put yourself out there, take the action, and then just know that it's going to be a little bit of elbow grease, a little bit of luck, and a lot of hard work that's going to get you to the finish line. And they got to the finish line, and they learned a lot getting there, and now they're growing and building. And that's my big takeaway, Emily, from what you went through. But what do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets? Like, What's the one takeaway in just one sentence you want to really make sure that our listeners absorb from your worst moment? You need to have an extremely dedicated team that isn't going to give up when it when it gets hard is very important. So let's shift, Emily, because you've had a lot of aha moments, and I want you to choose one of your greatest, one of the ones that you rank up there that you think Fire Nation will really find value and find interest and find very interesting at the same time. What's an aha moment that you've had? Take us there. Tell us that story. The biggest aha moment for Sword and Plow was the moment when I thought of the idea for Sword and Plow. And that was when I was a senior at Middlebury College. And I was also an ROTC cadet. And it was in my last semester. Um, and I there was a... Uh, um, the Center for Social Entrepreneurship had just launched, and there was this amazing speaker, Jacqueline Novogratz, the founder of Acumen, had come to be the keynote speaker. And I attended her talk kind of on a whim with other friends, and um, she was speaking about how another business had incorporated recycling into its business model. And all of a sudden, all of these moments from my childhood and experience in college kind of collided. And so I grew up in a military family. I was born at West Point and um, my dad served for 30, 30 years in the army and my uncle was in the Marines and um, became an astronaut pilot. And, and I remember growing up on military posts and seeing piles of military surplus and wondering what happened to that and later learning that oftentimes it's thrown away and wasted. And then learning later um, as an airborne, um, at airborne school that um, learning about challenges that veterans sometimes face with um, employment and, and transitioning. And then um, at Middlebury College, I was uh, the only ROTC cadet on campus for two years. And that was an extremely interesting experience. And I learned about the civil-military divide and, and what that is and how the U.S. might be able to 
help close that divide. And, and so, um, and then my sister and I have always had a real interest in fashion and creative interests. And so all of these life experiences collided at that one moment sitting um, and listening to Jacqueline Novogratz talk. And I thought, what in my life is wasted on a daily basis that could be harnessed and turned into something really beautiful with a powerful mission? And I thought back to that military surplus material. And I then I thought, well, what what could this be turned into? And then I looked around the the chapel where where her um, where the talk was, and I noticed that every student had a bag of some kind next to them. And I thought, well, of course, why don't we make bags because everyone uses these? And then I thought, well, who would make these? And I thought, well, why don't we try to incorporate veterans into into our business model? into our business model as sewers or um, quality assurance and managers and even designers. And, and so the idea has evolved since. And um, that moment was definitely the aha moment. And when I told my sister Betsy about the idea and saw her overwhelming enthusiasm, I knew that this was an idea that we absolutely had to push, that we absolutely had to pursue. Now, Fire Nation, what I love that Emily just did is she walked you through her ideation process. And this is something that we can all do. I mean, what did Emily do? She was sitting there, she was listening, she was absorbing, but then she asked the question, what's wasted in my life? And she thought about that, and it led her to that big pile of military surplus gear. And I'll never forget, actually, when I got out of the military and I was living back in Maine, I actually got an email from uh, somebody, and they said, hey, John, like, you know, we had this military surplus place in Sanford, Maine, if you want to swing by, like we're going to throw all the stuff away. Like if you want to just come pick out boots and maybe whatever, rucksacks. And I was like, okay, I swung by and I grabbed some stuff. I used it for hunting. Like it was pretty cool. Like I was just like, wow, this is cool. But you know, I never went to that place of like, wow, like they're throwing all this stuff away. Like I just never like thought about it in the business sense of the entrepreneurial way. So just that little mindset shift fire nation, like what is being wasted in my life? And then Looking around, what do people need? Well, everybody has a bag here, so everybody needs bags. And then just one thing leads to the other, but it all starts with you taking a step back and actually thinking, what kind of entrepreneurial result can I serve going forward? And now for you, Emily, we've heard about a lot of strengths, like the fact that you can you know, logistically put things together, you're a hard worker, X, Y, Z, but what would you consider your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Determination is definitely a double-edged sword for me because I get extremely fired up about a lot of things, and um, sometimes it's hard to turn it off as an entrepreneur, which um, can be difficult <laughs> sometimes. And um, it's it, it's an incredible um, it can be an incredible strength for a lot of reasons because it's great for driving our team forward and for going after a lot of exciting ideas. Um, but sometimes it can be hard to relax and calm down as an entrepreneur too with, um, with being a determined person. And so... Emily, I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you get away with a backhanded compliment to yourself like that. You're going to have to step uh, up there a little bit and... Uh, <laughs> Really dig deep, girl. What is something that's a weakness that you have that you know you need to improve upon? 
I think a very obvious weakness that I have right now as an entrepreneur is that I'm extremely limited on time. I have to really work on my time management skills to make sure that I'm doing the best job that I can for Sword and Plow as our CEO and co-founder. And so um, I just need to make sure that I'm always working on those time management skills. What's your biggest strength? I think my biggest strength as an entrepreneur is that I am determined and confident. Emily, I don't want you to go anywhere right now. Fire Nation, you're definitely not going anywhere because we're about to hit the lightning round. We're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, I wasn't born a leader or a manager or a master delegator. These are all skills I've learned through various experiences and practice. Finding qualifying candidates for my team here at EO Fire has taken a lot of hard work, especially because as entrepreneurs, we want to find candidates who are going to be as dedicated to our business as we are, and that's a tough search to conduct. But thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, that search just got easier. ZipRecruiter allows you to post to 100 plus job sites with one single click, and once you've posted, you'll be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once, and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy easy to use interface. Try ZipRecruiter to get your perfect candidate before they go to someone else. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Emily, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am prepared. (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? When I thought of the idea for Sword and Plow, I was a senior in college and I was a a cadet about to become an officer. And I I wondered if I had enough time to really turn this idea into a reality. Um, So I, I wondered about that. What's the best advice you've ever received? My parents always encouraged me to dream really big and not to get bogged down by the obstacles in the way. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I've surrounded myself with an amazingly talented and passionate team. An internet resource like an Evernote with Fire Nation. Google Docs has been extremely helpful to our team. If you could recommend just one book, Emily, for our listeners, what would it be and why? I would recommend Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg because I read that book when I was in Afghanistan just weeks after we launched on Kickstarter, and I was so inspired by her words Um, She really inspired me to lean in to leadership opportunities in a more deliberate way and to to encourage other women in business and in the military to do so as well. And I was so honored and inspired to meet her at the Pentagon in the fall of 2015 for the first ever um, military lean-in circle where she and the Secretary of Defense met with female service members to discuss and uh, listen to um, to us and to see how um, the DOD could really advance leadership opportunities for women in the military. And it was awesome to to interact with her and to see her book really come to life. Well, Emily, I want to end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. My advice to listeners with ideas 
who may not be entrepreneurs yet would be to start because that is the most important step. And um, the best way to to keep in touch with me and Sword and Plow is through our website, um, www.swordandplow.com, and through our Facebook page, um, Sword and Plow on Facebook. And um, I have just enjoyed this so much. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Fire Nation knows this, Emily, that they are the average of the five people that they spend the most time with. And Fire Nation, you've been hanging out with EN and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and just type Emily in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today, all the links, all the greatest. And of course, go check out swordandplow.com, great website, great company and of course great entrepreneur Emily right here with us. Now Emily, I do want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today and for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings and so much more. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? The Freedom Journal is a gorgeous, leather-bound journal awaiting you at thefreedomjournal.com. Ignite!